This is Bob Rourke with Business Leaders Podcast, and on the continuing series with Danette Gossett of Gossett Marketing out of Miami, we're talking about what the business owners are going through, and Danette as a business owner, and observations, and maybe some things that to consider as the landscape is starting to shift to possibly folks coming back to work. So, Danette, thanks for taking the time again this morning. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So we've got our faithful dogs with us this morning during yes, the uh, the episode. So <laughs> difficult. And so, you know, from your thoughts from last week, what are you starting to see on the landscape that's starting to change? Well, some, one, people are actually talking about, well, when are we going to reopen and how is this going to change? What's going to be our new normal? A lot of companies have gone remote workers and, you know, not everybody closed down. There are a lot of people working from home. And I think several people we t- I talked to yesterday were talking that it's going to, not everybody's actually going to go back to the office. They are going to end up being at, they're going to stay remote. So some people are looking at, well, I don't need to have that big office building lease. We can have a smaller office somewhere and people will continue to work remotely. But if you're doing that, you know, what are you doing with your employees to keep them feeling like they're part of the team? that they are being productive, that they are being motivated, that they're not getting burned out. Because I don't know about you, but I spend eight hours a day on the phone and on Zoom meetings. And it's not like the old days where I'd have meeting after meeting, but at least then I got to be able to get in the car and drive to another location, get a break for 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour. Now it's, you know, you hang up the phone and you start the next one, and you pick it up again. And it's exhausting being in front of this computer screen, you know, all day long. I think it's, you know, you think of the mental press. And so, you know, there's, as you go through these and you start to recognize, I think what you just said, you know, it's back to back, you know, you have to be spot on and listening and caring. You can't loaf in between, you can't reset. And so I think one of the things to consider is, you know, as you set your phone calls up, if you can, then take and put a break in between. You know, so you take and says, I'm going to take five or 10 minutes in between. I'm going to go outside. You know, I'm going to go for a short walk. I'm going to go up down the stairwell. I'm going to do something to maintain the machine because right now, you know, we're all thinking maybe it's going to be a shorter time frame. But if this ends up being a marathon instead of a sprint, then you go, how do we adjust to the new normal and maintain our personal machine and outlook? Exactly. I mean, and we need to maintain it. And employers need to understand that. I think you were right about saying sprint versus marathon in that I think a lot of businesses were thinking, okay, this is a sprint. We're going to get this done. And, you know, y'all will be back to work. And, you know, I, I need you to get all these new initiatives figured out before we get back into the office. And now, even though we are talking about getting back to work, it's going to be a slow process. They're not just going to turn a switch on and we all go back to normal tomorrow. It is, you know, they're saying very methodical and 14 days of trying one thing and then another 14 days and another 14 days. So, you know, all of a sudden that's six weeks from now. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And what are we doing for our employees and our teammates to make sure that they feel as if, they are appreciated for all that they are doing. Yes, we're, everyone is appreciative that they're getting a paycheck, but some are getting a lesser paycheck and some are, are worried, are, how long is my paycheck going to last? You know, are you going to continue to pay me? And you know, if things continue to progress as they are, some people aren't coming back. I mean, you know, we're in Miami, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line just announced that they're laying off 26% of their 
workforce permanently. They're not furloughing. Some they're furloughing for 90 days, but others they're, I mean, 26%, they're, they're laying off permanently. And, you know, that weighs on a lot of people because all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, we kind of understand why because of the, you know, no one's, you know, no can't cruise right now. But at the same token, what does that do to other industries? And what does it do to the employees? Are they thinking, wait a minute, I thought my company was a big company and secure. So what am I going to do? Yesterday afternoon, I, I actually interviewed a young lady who worked for a small company and she's been laid off. I'm hoping that you know we'll see if we work out and I may be bringing on to my team. But I've put it out on, you know, I was on LinkedIn and doing some things, reaching out to some people. And man, she responded immediately. I didn't even say I was looking for employees. I just was reaching out to people in the industry. I mean, I was looking for employees, but I wasn't really looking. And I wasn't saying it up front. And she immediately attached her, her resume and said, I need, need a position. So people are scared out there, even if they have a job. And you know, companies need to be thinking about what are they doing? You know, have they sent them a care package at home? Have they sent well, them? Being transparent too, you know, to the extent that you can, you know, and say, let's say your employees are concerned about their jobs and so on. They go, here's where we are and this is what we're doing. This is how we see it. You know, this is what we're doing, you know, to the extent that you can. You know, we even had, we've got a smaller business here. We even had somebody says, well, how's my job look? And they go, uh, we'll be unemployed before you will be. That's just in our particular firm, what we look at. And I think borrowing from a tip from a good friend here in Colorado, she was commenting that she's journaling every day. And in the journaling space, not only, I think, is that a good reflective piece so it helps you maintain sanity, you know, but the other part is there'll be some observations throughout the course of the day that will help you if you, we get a once in a lifetime event every 10 years now. And so it'd be nice to have a journal to go back and go, what did I do? What did I feel? What was the remedy? What should I have done differently? What can I do better? And if you're going to be paying all this tuition right now from all of the stuff not of your making, you kind of go, do I know my financials really well? Was I leveraged or not? Was I right-sized with my employees? What was my outreach like? You know, all of those things, I think if you're going to take and, and put up with all the stuff because you don't have a choice of putting up or not, I think journaling, I think, would be extremely valuable. I agree. I mean, everyone should anyway. I do, but I have to admit that I haven't recently. And now that you're reminding me that, I will definitely start doing it again because it is something that I think helps a lot of people. It helps you to, to kind of look at from a perspective what you're grateful for. You know, okay, I'm still here. I still have my health. You know, I've got my dogs. I've got roof over my head. And, you know, I still have business coming in. Um, well, you know, too. Not as much as I did, but I do have business coming in. You know, the other thing too, though, is we get caught in the press of the day, you know, and let's say there's one of your clients that says something in particular and you write it down just in the course of the day. And then, you know, in the process of the week says, you know, I'm going to do an after action report, look back over the week, just kind of look through my notes and you go, that's an opportunity. That client said was an opportunity. And if you hear that more than once from other clients, you go, that's a trend. Right. And particularly if they keep saying it the same way, that's good sales copy. If you're going to try to reach out to other folks that are you experiencing those clients are saying verbatim, it will resonate. And I think there's opportunity, you know, so really the purpose of the podcast that we're doing is, you know, to notice our observations. What are we seeing that people are doing? What are we doing? And how can we help you, the listener, you know, maybe out of all of this stuff, there's one idea that will help you. And if there's one idea, cool, we've done what we're supposed to do. 
Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of webinars. And, and, and I've had people say, you know, why do you spend your time on that? And I said, I'm looking for that one nugget mm-hmm. that I can use for my business. I was on one the other day with Bit Graphics. You know, I'm, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Bit, Bit Pens and Bit Pens. And I hadn't even thought about it. And she's like, well, you know, everybody needs to be doing single use pens because who wants to pick up another pen? And, and I was at the vet yesterday with uh, the young man that's behind me there, lucky on the floor. And, you know, I actually pulled a pen because you know, you can't go into the vet now. And, you know, usually you have to sign the, the credit card receipt there. And I literally pulled a pen out of my, my pocketbook to take out into the parking lot because I didn't want to use theirs. We didn't have to, but, you know, normally they require you to sign. And, you know, she said, you know, everyone's going to be single use. You know, one, use it, take it. You know, use one, take one as a, as mm-hmm. a pen. And, you know, all of a sudden I was like, wow, that's a, a great idea. And I sent it off to a few clients and they were like, oh my God, yes, we're going to need to order, you know, some of the banks and the realtors and different people like that, that have people that have to sign documents that before they would just use a pen that was... And you think about the opportunity for messaging on the takeaway pen. Exactly. We care about your health or whatever it is that you say, which is really the point. Yeah. And the one of the things that they were saying is they have a pen that's actually antimicrobial. So it mm-hmm. makes sure that germs don't grow on it and that type of thing. So not only are they they're looking out for your health right now as you sign the document, when you take it with you, the pen is going to not continue to carry germs on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so much messaging you can do with that. And there's so much that you can say, hey, we care about you and your health now and into the future. So this is why we're doing this for you. And I think that the companies need to be thinking about that for the future because we're all going to be, I don't think people are going to all of a sudden go, oh, great, COVID-19 is over. So I can just do everything the way I used to do it. And I think people are going to be concerned. They're going to be wary of handshakes. They're going to be wary of going back to their desk. Who's touched my desk, you know, in the last 24 hours before I got to my desk? You know, who, what am I going to do? Am I going to wear a mask every day? Do I want to have hand sanitizer at my desk? So employers also need to be thinking about when things do loosen up and they can go back to work. What are they going to welcome their employees back with? You know, are they going to have a mask and a hand sanitizer at their desk? Are they going to have an antimicrobial mouse pad? Are they going to have an antimicrobial pen at their desk? Are they going to provide them a water bottle that's antimicrobial? I mean, what are they going to do for their employees to make them feel comfortable being back in the office? And I think that that's part of the process is people have to, if you're going to be productive, you're going to have to feel comfortable that you can do your job without becoming ill. Well, you know, I think too, you know, you'll have the broad range of employees. Some will pay attention and some will not. And so as as an employer, you know, what do you do to protect the responsible portion of your population? Do you do a temp check when everybody comes in? Do you do a temp check when everybody leaves? If so, what's the procedure? What's the policy? Do you have the tool? You know, and then what's the policy and procedure if somebody does have an elevated temp, what do you do there and how do you take and observe, you know, is company policy going to reflect what your behavior is going to be so you don't get in trouble kind of thing? Exactly. You know, just I was thinking this morning, my car looks like the Dickens because it snowed out here a lot. We've got all the road stuff. Yeah. We had <laughs> snow again. We got snow and we we're at 95 degrees. Oh, yeah. So and then you think, well, do I really want to take it through a car wash? Not really, because the guys have been in God knows how many cars. 
And so you kind of go, well, I think I'll modify that thought process and put up with it for a while longer. But, you know, just the simple things that we used to do and continue to do, you know, and, and I think by caring for your employees and demonstrating that you care, I think that translates to your customers as well. Absolutely. They know what you're doing and you're, you're trying to help your customers be aware and, and take care of their business, you know, customers and employees as well. Yeah. And that's the other side of that equation. You know, what are you doing for your, your customers or your prospective customers? You know, are you staying in touch with them on a regular basis and how, you know, mm -hmm. are you reaching out and saying, how are you today? How are you doing today? You know, what is going on for you today? I made a few of those calls this week. I didn't get as many in as I really wanted to, but you know, what are you doing for your customers to make sure that they know you're in business? We got one of my account managers, she got in a row, she said, it's amazing. She had several emails in a row that were sent to her that said, are you guys open and working? You know, I, goes, I think that's the, a good sign. And I'm like, yes, that's a good sign. They're like, you know, they want to know we're here, you know? You know, there's one of the things, you know, there's any number of webinars now and, and Zoom calls and this and that and the other on what you should be doing. And it seems like the world woke up and says we need to be doing outreach so everybody kind of gets focused and going forward to the point that there's more available than you have time for. You know, yes. and so with all of that stuff, you know, I think you can get inundated with things, things to do. And when you get overwhelmed or when I get just overtasked, what I try to do is I'll reach out to one or two people that are either older or they're part of my basically inner circle folks that I don't feel an energy drain after I talk to them, you know, and, and I find myself doing calls every day to kind of people in that just going, how are you? Not let's do some business. Right. It's just how are you? Do you need anything? And, you know, the thing that happens, I think people forget in the virus world, we've been fighting viruses. You know, I'm older, so I remember taking my polio vaccine on a sugar cube at Hyde Park Elementary School in Jacksonville, Florida, as a kid. And so I remember taking, you know, and it was a national event. Everybody was getting polio vaccine. I mean, we've dealt with viruses forever. We'll yes. deal with this one too. You know, this one, you know, it's dim and destruction right now, but there's some extraordinary technology coming that will deal with this particular virus, you know, and it'll either mitigate it or take and create immunity or we'll deal with it one way or another. And so this isn't forever. There are, you know, there are opportunities amidst all the chaos. And so stepping back from the noise periodically and going, where's the opportunity? What are my clients saying? What am I going to be doing in two weeks? What are they going to be doing? And what are the people coming back? And so amidst all of that, start writing things down, you know, and that, that works for me. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody else, but writing them down. it works. I mean, for me, if I write something down, one, I remember it if I write it down. And two, it gives me something to look at and go, yeah, I was, I was going to look at that. I was going to think about that. And I think if companies are writing some of the things down that they hadn't thought about, or maybe they do think about daily, you know, about their employees, everybody's running a thousand miles a minute right now. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and really look at, okay, who is really being impacted in my company or my, my client's companies? You know, what, what can we do to help them in establishing a better routine or giving them a little a laugh or giving them a little motivation so that they don't feel that they're alone, that they, because I mean, we need people still to be productive and, you know, they, they need to be getting things done so that we can, when the businesses really reopen, that 
they can handle it. We can't just, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day and she's like, yeah, I feel like I just stuck my head in the sand. I don't want to pay attention to this. I, and I'm tired of it. I just want to, I was doing really well for the first couple of weeks, but now I'm done. I'm just, you know, I'm done. And companies need to be cognizant of the burnout that their employees are feeling. What do you do to recharge? What do you do? I am doing water aerobics in my pool. <laughs> okay. okay. For us in Colorado, that would be water aerobics on the top of the On the pool. top of the pool, yeah. <laughs> I hurt my foot. I have runner's heel. I had been walking 20 to 25 miles a week, and I overdid it a while back, actually, before all this happened. And so I haven't been able to do my walking. I do yoga a good amount, but in the last two weeks, I, I wanted to be outside. And yes, I could do yoga outside, but I really, all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, I have a CD of an old um, water aerobics mm -hmm. class, and I pulled it out, and I put myself in the pool, and I had a blast, because yeah. when I was outside, and you know, I hadn't done it in a long time. And, you know, so I felt really good afterwards. I was like, okay, this, this is good. You know, I, I saw was talking to some of my mastermind group. I do have a mastermind group. We, we used to speak every other week, but now we speak as a group every week because of mm -hmm. this situation. And one of them, you know, one, one of the people in the group is like, their goal is not to drink every day, drink wine or alcoholic beverage every day. <laughs> I mean, that is their goal. I don't want to drink every day, you know type of thing. So, I mean, that's one thing that, that people are, you know, talking about is that, you know, yeah, I realize, you know, I can't, I, I shouldn't be drinking that full bottle of wine every night. <laughs> you know, there's a guy that I know and he said part of his regimen is he's got right at his desk before he goes upstairs from his basement where he's working. He says, I have this step up thing and I have two kettlebells. And he says, so I do the step up I pick up my kettlebells. When I'm going up the stairwell, I carry my kettlebells. And says, then I put them at the top of the stairwell. And says, when I get ta done talking to the humans, his family, he says, then I pick up the kettlebells, come back down, have to step on the box. And so every time I'm up and out, I have to do that. Yeah. And he says, through the course of the day, it mounts up. You know, when you think about, well, how simple is that? Yeah. It's extremely simple. It's extremely simple. Yeah, you know, luckily, the, my dogs get me up and out. You know, pretty much about once an hour, they, mm -hmm. they make me get up from my, my chair and take them outside and be out. But I do feel that I haven't, because I am taking the essential services pretty seriously. And so I don't go out very often. Poor little old lucky there and had some issues. So I went to the vet yesterday, as I said earlier. And I mean, I was shocked at how many cars were out and about yesterday. I mean, people were definitely, I don't, it wasn't that way two weeks ago when I was out. Um, Life, kind, of, kind of trying to get on with their lives, I guess, which is fine to a point. Yeah, I, I get the feeling just from observation that I think North Dakota opened up the other day for business as usual. Of course, they've got a, a smaller population base. But my sense is folks are finally getting to the point where going, whatever the casualty rate might be currently, we're getting to the point where we've had all of this we are willing to tolerate. Yes. I think the hospitals are set up better than they were you know so i think that there's going to be this move afoot where people are just going to take says so, you know we're going to regardless we're going to go back to work or we're going to go outside or we're going to go back to life and but for better or worse i think that's what's going to happen you know and so for the business owners you know and the folks that are listening the entire idea behind this is you know danette and i have known each other for a long time danette's a gifted marketer and has been in business and seen many different things come and go 
And so her perspective is geographically different than mine, but the business concepts are the same. You know, she's in the pool and I've shoveled snow. (laughs) There is no justice. There is no justice. And, you know, for the business owners out there, you know, if you get stuck in the mud, we've got a couple of other podcasts that are in production right now. They'll be released pretty soon about how to use your contact list, you know, how to get unstuck and any number of topics that I think might be helpful. Just trying to take and get some momentum. You know? Exactly. And, and that is the thing. I mean, I had a couple of times this week where I literally, you know, I felt like I got sucker punched and I just wanted to quit. Just like, okay, why am I doing this? And I have been in business 28 years and owning a business is hard. There are lots of rewards to it, but that's also can be very, very hard. And there were days this week where I was like, why am I still doing this? And then something would happen. One of my account team would come back and go, oh, I just made this great sale or I just made this great new connection. And I actually have a new business meeting on Monday that got scheduled. It was supposed to be several weeks ago before all this happened. And then we set it up as a Zoom call and they canceled on me and I'd sent a note out, but I didn't hear back. And all of a sudden, pops up on my calendar for Monday afternoon, you know, they sent me an invite for for a meeting on Monday. And so now all of a sudden I was like, oh, great. Life is good. You know, we're, we're moving forward. Things are going well. But for a while there, I mean, I was just like, I am done with this whole thing. I don't want to do this anymore. So it's natural. It's okay. And one day I will admit Wednesday was the day I got sucker punched. And I walked out of my office at 6.15. I was like, I'm done. I'm not working any later. And I got in my pool and did my water aerobics. And when I got out at 7.15, I was like a different person. I was in a much better mood. And I was like, okay, we will tackle this tomorrow morning. You know, we will make this work. And people just need to recognize that it's everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah, when you get fried, don't operate heavy machinery. Yes, exactly. You know, don't make any big decisions and then just step back. And it's pretty hard to be fried if you're moving. True. You got to go physically move, go up and down a stairwell, you know, go walk, go pet the dog, you know, anything that you do that gets your mind out of there and then reset. And for me, my reset is the ritual in the morning. I do the same things every morning if I don't, you know, and, and it's what am I grateful for? Who do I need to contact that are close to me and my family? And so I actually write down, I talk to my kids and my wife, make sure every day in her day, you know, then I have a laundry list of all the things that I need to do for the day and prioritize. And you go systems. And, you know, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. I mean, if you're overwhelmed, take them in five and 15 minute increments. Absolutely. Do one call, stand up, celebrate. You got the call done. They go, okay, reset. Now do another one. Exactly. And if you keep doing those things, then you wake up at the end of the week and go, wow, I got a lot done. Exactly. And the thing is, is that because people are working remotely, um, they are visiting social media more. You know, as I said, I was on LinkedIn and I got connections with people. You know, yes, I was looking for outreach for potential new salespeople for me, account managers, but I would run into people that seemed interesting to me from a potential business perspective in the future. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to some of them and they had nice titles and nice companies and they accepted my invitation. And one actually said, I'd love to talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. That was my outreach. And you, I, you know, and six weeks ago, would they have said that? I don't think so. You know, and there's, I think there's a perceptible shift. You know, it's kind of like in the cartoons I used to watch with my kids. There's one little old lady says, we're all going to die. 
And you go, no, we're not all going to die. You know, and so you look at it and, you know, some of it's the media. You know, if you find yourself in getting sucked in, quit watching TV, you know, for sure. Feed your mind with something positive, take a step back and execute on your business and be one foot in front of the other. I mean, if you can't figure it out, just do one thing after the other and it'll pretty much get there. And, you know, and, and to not to belabor the point, you know, Danette's successful, she's going to take and as she keeps momentum going, she'll come out of this particular problem stronger and faster. And we'll all have a different perspective and perhaps an appreciation for the collective behavior of humans when they get scared and when they decide not to be scared anymore. And so, you know, Danette, I think, you know, we've kind of been at this a little while this morning. We, just, we swore we wouldn't go too long on these. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate you being on the podcast with the pooch behind you. It's always kind of fun. Mine's underfoot right here. And so I that's got another it. one right. You got another one right here. So if you heard any snoring, that was her. <laughs> yeah, there was actually a little bit that I was laughing at the very first part of the podcast. I was going, what is that? And I went, oh, uh, yeah, dog snored. Yeah, we yeah. don't usually get that kind of sound effect going in our, in our episodes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, for you folks out there, you know, in the business, you know, all credit to you guys for running your business and staying at it and contributing to the country. And clearly the country needs a small business owner because uh, two thirds of all new jobs after the recession in 2008 were created by small business owners. And so we need you guys out there and we need you guys, you know, hiring these folks back. And so uh, appreciate everything that you guys are doing and, we do appreciate that it's challenging out there, but, you know, the folks that stay at it will certainly do better than the folks that give up. So on that note, Danette, do you have anything further you'd like to say this morning? Well, same thing. I mean, I just think, you know, appreciate, make sure you're, you're showing appreciation to your employees. If it's one employee, if it's yourself even, but if you have one employee or a thousand employees, you need to be showing them some sort of appreciation. If it's just a a phone call every day to say, how you doing? To sending them a care package saying, hey, you know, have you thought about taking up yoga or resistance bands or something that you can send them to help them get that movement going to that making a plan for when it's time for them to come back to the office? You know, how are you going to make sure that they feel comfortable coming back to the office, safe to be coming back to the office, and ultimately that the teamwork is going to pay off in the long run? Well, on those words of wisdom, I think we'll call it good for this Saturday morning session. So, Danette, I really appreciate your time. You betcha. Thank you. Have a good you one. Bet. You bet.